0: it's Crystal.
1: Hey, it's Jessica. We're two friends in two different chapters of life coming together to chat about life, love, work, family drama, and everything in between.
0: Join us as we lean into living out loud and navigating through life's messy challenges on this journey to find joy in being intentionally human.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. We're excited for
0: you to join us again for our fourth episode. I know. I'm so excited, Jessica, to be here. This is like our first real episode of just like a random topic to talk about, and I hope that we can make it really fun for everyone.
1: Definitely. I know that Crystal and I have been throwing out ideas of how to make this fun and exciting for everybody that keeps joining us, and Crystal had this beautiful, amazing thought about a raw reflection. So Crystal, do you want to share what that is with us?
0: Sure. So I think you're giving me a little too much credit. Um, It's not that amazing, but I was hoping that we could maybe start the show with what we have coined now, this raw reflection and just a moment that we have picked up in our own real lives, whether it's something we've read, something we saw, something we experienced, and then just kind of bring it to the show and share it with everybody. Um, And so we came up with the term raw reflections because raw stands for real authentic women, right? Which is what um, Jess and I are really aiming to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's just our opportunity to kind of reflect on opportunities and experiences in our life where we really had those raw authentic experiences. So I do have one for this week, if you are interested.
1: So I I absolutely
0: am. I don't even know where I came across this word or how I stumbled upon it, but I came across this word this last week and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this with Jessica. So it is a modern Greek word and it's pronounced Meraki. I think I'm saying it right. I don't know if you're Greek out there and I'm mispronouncing it. Please don't hate on me. Um, <laughs> um, but it's a word that is used to describe doing something with soul, creativity, or love. So it's basically when you Put something of yourself into what you're doing, whatever it may be. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like Jessica and I, like our life's motto all rolled up into one word. Like this seems to be exactly what we do and who we are. And I never heard of it. And I was like, oh my God, Jessica needs to hear this. (laughs) So have you ever heard of this?
1: I haven't. That is an amazing word. And I do think that that really summarizes us. I, you know, I I really want to steal it (laughs) and make it my word of the year. I think that's really an awesome thing to like aspire to. Yeah.
0: And I I just saw it and I was like, this explains so much. Like if people in America or the English language, right, like use this word, I think we would make more sense in this world, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like you and I always feel like we're out in the left field or we're going down a rabbit trail, but I think that's how we – present ourselves to the world and how we kind of show up and, um, use our own creativity to really lead what we do and to bring that love and that, that passion of ours into everything that we do or touch or are a part of. And I was like, Oh gosh, this is going to be like my new life's motto, like motto. Like this is what I'm going to tell everybody. This is my Meraki way of life. (laughs) And I don't know if that's how they say it in Greece, but I, that's how I'm going say it. That's how I'm adopting it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really awesome because I know that, um, sometimes people will say like, oh, you're extra, you're too much. And I think the Meraki is a better way to say that. Cause it, it yeah. to me, it's just more beautiful when people call me extra, it doesn't always feel good, um, right? but it is like, I, am going to do everything with my whole heart. I'm going to give everything 110%. I don't like to do anything half-assed. So Meraki is like very much something that I can relate to. And that really feels like something that I can add to my daily vocabulary now.
0: I know. I love it. And I found this one like meme where it says Meraki is the pride and love, the essence of what, wait, wait, hold on. I totally messed it up. Meraki is the pride and love, the essence of us that we put into our work. Work without Meraki is devoid of meaning. And I was like, oh, that like really hits home for me because I don't, like you, I don't like to show up and not feel like I am doing my best and really investing a piece of myself into what I'm doing. And Mm so I was like, oh, this like, is almost like validation or confirmation, right? That what we're doing is legit and it matters and we don't have to just like bring that down or stifle that in any way because- That's just who we are. And that's awesome. So Meraki it up, ladies.
1: Yes, I you know, my mind's going to tattoo. I'm like, that's
0: gonna that's gonna have to be a tattoo. I'm gonna get it. I was thinking of the same thing. That is so crazy. I I don't know that I want to do the word itself, though. I was thinking about doing it in um, Morse code.
1: That's awesome. See, I do all my tattoos in braille if they're words. So
0: are we going to get matching tattoos? Is this going to (laughs) happen? I mean, we can make it happen. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) I only have one tattoo um, that I've had like years and years and years ago when I was just young teenager, but I think I'm ready for my second one. And this may be it.
1: Oh my gosh. See, I'm ready for my second one. It's going to be our second tattoo. Meraki there we go we just fully dove into the podcasting and (laughs) that's just a symbol of that
0: (laughs) I love it yeah so this is like our new bucket list item I guess right from our previous conversations oh yeah totally adding to our bucket list but yeah let's make this one happen
1: awesome so whenever you're telling me about Meraki and I'm hearing about it I think that that can really tie into the new year you know we just started 2021, we closed out 2020, which for a lot of people was a really rough and hard year. And, uh, you know, what I'm seeing in my life is that people are seeing 2021 as a chance of renewal, of just kind of rejoicing and living again. Um, Cause I feel like in 2020, there wasn't a lot of that. So I like, I'm gonna take Meraki and make that my word of the year. Cause I really do think that I'm gonna just own it and really celebrate that word in my life. Um, but I also think about New Year's intentions and things. And, you know, we always kind of go gung-ho into the new year, just ready to take on everything, make all these resolutions, really push ourselves to be the best versions of new ourselves. Me. Mm-hmm. It, oh, new Year to me. I don't <laughs> love that saying. I don't either, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I kind of want to hear like your takes. Do you have resolutions or intentions that you're setting for this year? Um.
0: So yes and no. But first I want to say – that I love that you're going to use this as your word of the year. Um, My daughter's school just called yesterday. Like they do these uh, automated messages every Mm -hmm. week. And this week's message from the high school was how they were approaching this new year and that they had selected a word of the year that they wanted to introduce. And that was purposeful or purpose and that they wanted to, approach this new year with purpose and wanted to show up every day and we're asking all the students right to show up with that same kind of intention and, and coming mm-hmm. with the purpose and and putting their learning and their academics you know on the forefront all this good stuff. So I just thought it was really cool that there's, you know, this this idea that uh, of a word of the year which I have never done before. So I'm really excited that we can use Meraki as our word of the year and totally love like using that as a tool or a guiding tool right for how you set your <laughs> resolutions or your intentions i personally don't like to set resolutions because then i feel like it's I something am. that you want to like change or put some sort of like weird pressure on you and then if you don't need mm-hmm. it then it's like you failed and i just don't like to set myself up for failure um <laughs> so i don't like I'm to call my resolutions so i love the I fact either. that you use the word intentions I've also liked how some folks have called it, instead of resolutions, create a plan, like a new year plan. And so I'm kind of adopting that, I think, this year. And so I think my plan is to really get more focused on my Meraki, right? Like how I show up and balance that. Like, so I tend to show up and put my all into everything I do and feel Mm -hmm. really bad or guilty if I can't do that or if I don't have the space or the energy to really show up and commit to something with that. Right. And I think what I've learned over this last year, uh, 2020, the gift that just keeps giving, um, is that not everything deserves that same level of energy or attention, and that it's okay to prioritize a little bit and make sure that you have that balance in life. And so I mm-hmm. think my plan or my intention for going to this next year is to really focus my energy better so that I can show up with that Meraki attitude for things that really need it and really are important to me and really kind of align with my values and my passions. And then everything else can still get some energy and attention, but it won't get that same level. Um, And so that way I can have some better balance of my energy and my time this year. So that Mm -hmm. I think that's my goal or, or plan.
1: I love that. And I love that you're calling it a plan because knowing you, you like it when you can have those action items and you can kind of go down your list of here's something tangible that I can do today to work towards this. So I love that you adapted it for yourself that in a way that, you know, is going to set you up for success because like you said, you don't like to set yourself up for failure.
0: Oh no, no. I I don't like to beat myself up for things or feel like I can't achieve it. So I definitely (laughs) think that this will work best for me. Um, but what about you? What do you got planned for this year?
1: So I, like you hate the word resolution. I don't feel like people are something to be resolved. It, you know, it, it makes you feel like you're a problem and that you have to fix this problem. And we're human. <laughs> That's what our whole oh, podcast yeah. is about. Um, and so I think like you can grow and you can, your goal can be to grow and to do stuff better, to identify things that you need to work on but you should never be something that just needs to be fixed. I think that's just a horrible way to go into it. And if I set a resolution and I fail, then I have this like shame spiral around it. of, You know, like the classic, yeah. Oh, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to get healthier. And then if I, in February don't work out for a couple of days, I start to fill that just spiral of shame and guilt of like, I'm letting myself down.
0: Right. And that's ridiculous. That's awful. Like, yeah,
1: I, yeah, that I'm helpful. a human. I have bad days, whatever. Um, so I'm going with setting intentions because I think if I know the reason why I had the intention and the thought behind it of like everything that I want to do, I want to do with love for myself. So for me, my intention this year is to be more mindful and that comes in with a whole slew of things. You know, I want to be more mindful of my mental health of my energy levels. I like you give energy to stuff that doesn't always need the most energy Um, so really being mindful of things and how they affect me and kind of taking note of that this year to understand more of myself and what I'm able to give and and just really get a better understanding of how to manage my emotions and stuff. Um, I, you know, Meraki is, can really be defining of my emotions (laughs) (laughs) all the time. Um, I'm just a highly emotional person and I love that about myself, but it can be very exhausting. So I really need to understand how that, how it affects me and how much I let my reaction to like people or circumstances or things like get in the way of my mental health. So that's the huge thing for me this month or this month, this year,
0: (laughs) I (laughs) can't get it done in a
1: month. I wish.
0: (laughs) No, but I like how you um, kind of set that up with like kind of broad terms, right? Like you have a, like a specific goal in mind, but you've set it up with a broad enough parameter that it gives you that opportunity to grow into it and adjust it as you need to, right? So it's not like, oh, well, I will have, you know, no meltdowns this year, right? Which may be unrealistic, (laughs) but like you give yourself (laughs) the space to just grow. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes people forget that you don't go from beginning to end overnight or even in a week or two, like growth takes time and change takes time and you have to give yourself that space Um, and it's not a linear process either, right? It's not like you start from a and go straight to B. like, you're going to go up and down and two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes like I it's, it's totally a dance, (laughs) um, of how you get there. And I am not like, uh, a dancer, like an official formal dancer. So I'm not sure exactly what all of the steps are called, but it's definitely like step work. You're going to turn, you're going to pivot. You're going to dip here and there, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's going to be all of these crazy moves in the process. And giving yourself that space and that awareness up front, I think is huge. So that's awesome that you're giving yourself that. Definitely.
1: That was the huge thing with being mindful is like, I don't have to not have any meltdowns because you know, I get stressed and it yeah, happens, and happens. Yeah. You're going to have a meltdown me. here and there. Yeah. But allowing myself to, you know, practice mindfulness and step back and go, well, what was leading up to those feelings? How am I doing now? And kind of being able to break it down and take a step back outside of my own self and like breathe through it. Be really great. And I've like started trying to practice it. Cause I also think that if you're, you know, it's really hard to just implement something January 1st and go into it. I think you have to start setting up like micro habits and and daily things that you're doing just to be successful and to really make it available to you. I kind of equate it to like dieting, like you prep, (laughs) you don't just wake up one day and go like, okay, I'm going to be a vegan today without doing any research or any prep or anything like that, because you're just setting yourself up for failure. You know, you have to kind of get the tools available to you for success, but in the same way like not be obsessive about it because I'm one of those people I love to go from point A to point C and the snap of a finger if I could just set my mind to something wake up and it's there the next day that would be my ultimate heaven <laughs> it would be, I would love that yeah but it's not like that it's, it's not yeah. real life so um definitely that's been something that I've had to learn because I used to be one of those people that was like okay well I'm just gonna do this and try to just jump right in and right get the results and it would just piss me off and now
0: celebrating the journey it it slows your momentum right Mm -hmm. like and i i think that's a big thing that we see especially nowadays and with the younger generations right because everything's at your fingertips right like they have a wealth of information and connections and all of this right at their fingertips usually in their phone right i mean they can google anything they can call Mm -hmm. anybody they can do anything. And so we kind of almost are training ourselves to expect things to happen very quickly. And so, you know, when it comes to growth and change and and just like, you know, behavior 101, right? Like if you want to change a behavior, it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like you said, there's micro right. habits, there's daily routines, there's things like that that have to occur for that um, new behavior or new idea to become part of your regular routine. And so I I really Mm -hmm. love that. And that's one of the things that I really focused on in 2020 was just slowing down. Um, And I think 2020 was one of those years that just like kind of slapped all of us in the face and was like, everything came to a screeching halt. And it was like, what Mm -hmm. do you do now? (laughs) And you really kind of had to sit with yourself. And so like, for me as a mom of three, who had really busy kids, I mean, we were always go, 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 go. So you're working full time, you're leaving work, you're going straight to a sporting event, practice game, whatever, you know, dinner, bed, homework, all of these things, you never really had a time to stop. And that was just our routine. And you just You just did it. And then this year we had that opportunity to step back and, and slow down and look at things a little bit differently. And that's one thing I really want to carry over into 2021 is just that concept of slowing down. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies to almost every aspect and angle of our life, right? Like, like you said, like if something's triggering for you or bringing up a certain reaction, instead of automatically responding, just slow down and stop and think about it. Like, why am I reacting to this? Is there right. something about this that I need to think through? Is this bringing something up for me? Like giving yourself that space to really digest it and process it and not just having to respond immediately. Um, I think that's such a huge practice. And it's so hard sometimes. And, you know, we can say it as though it's something easy to do, but it's really not.
1: No, that was something, you know, like you said in 2020, you had to slow down. I also had to slow down. So, you know, living alone, I was constantly going out and seeing friends. And I had like told myself and had pretty much convinced myself that I was like really okay with being alone, living alone. Like, I got this. I know how to be alone with my own thoughts. That was really put to the test in 2020. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> when for you're, so like, many of us. Yeah.
1: yeah. So there would be times where I would, especially with transitioning jobs, I went from an, a really big team to a small team of just three other people. Um, so there would be days at work where I wouldn't talk to anybody and then I would get off work and I wouldn't talk to any friends or anything like that. And I might go two or three days without actually hearing another person's voice. And I would just be like texting. And so like my inner thoughts and inner monologue were the only things that I were, was hearing for a couple days at a time. And I just really had to learn how to be with myself and how to sit with myself. And I, at the time it was really hard and it was a really big struggle. And I did not like it, but coming, <laughs> <laughs> I did not like it at all. But coming out on the other side, I really have learned to like enjoy my own company. And now I'll, I'll find myself like cooking dinner and getting off work. And I, it'll be nine o'clock and I haven't turned on a TV. I haven't turned on music. It's just me like kind of almost having a conversation with myself. That sounds bad, but I really <laughs> am like becoming my own best friend in a way that I can give myself the validation that I need. I'm not seeking external validation
0: I know that's so amazing. Thanks for
1: fulfillment.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just I just love that though because I think not that human connections and right and having relationships with others isn't important because I totally think it is, but I think it has to start with ourselves first, right? right? Like we have to be comfortable with who we are and be able to be our own best friend, like because sometimes that's all you have, and not not that your loved ones or your friends aren't there for you or, or don't care, but everybody has their own lives, right. And are dealing with their own things. And sometimes they can't always be there with you right in that moment, but you can always be there for yourself. And so learning how to do that and navigate through that is, I I mean, mean—is a skill that sometimes we struggle to learn.
1: Yeah. And it's really easily unlearned. Like I'll catch myself now, (laughs) you know, like, and it's small things like that I would go through of getting dressed to go somewhere and wanting to ask somebody how I looked and <laughs> not being able to ask anybody and just having to be confident and like okay I feel good today like it doesn't matter how I look I feel confident in myself I'm going to go out and do this and not worry and I know for a lot of people that seems really small but for me that's like one of those things that kind of triggers my anxiety is like I want to look a certain way and I want to be perceived a certain way and I want right. validation that that's happening and so I've had to learn how to validate myself on that so now I can throw in an outfit and leave, uh, and not worry about it. And that's a really liberating thing for me.
0: You know, that's so funny. So like just today I was, um, walking, right. So I love to walk. That's one of the things I do for exercise and I've always had a treadmill. Well, recently my treadmill broke right? So I haven't been able to exercise inside and it hasn't always been convenient for me to like go somewhere and walk, mm-hmm. like go to the park or something like that. So I've been walking in my backyard a lot. <laughs> we live on an acre. So my backyard is pretty big, but still nonetheless, I'm just like kind of walking in a big circle in mm-hmm. the backyard. Sometimes the kids will join me. So I don't look like a total moron by myself. Um, but today nobody wanted to join me. So I was like, that's fine. I'm going to go out and walk in the backyard. Well, my neighbor came home who, only lives, I mean, he lives there, but this is his second house. So he's only there like once a month or something. So he happened yeah. to come home today and brought people with him. So they're coming in and out there in the, and I'm like walking around the backyard like a moron. And I'm like, just like waving. And at first I was like, oh God, I should probably stop and go inside because they probably think I'm an idiot. But then I was like, you know what? No, I'm really enjoying it. The weather's great and I really need to get this exercise. So I just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, so what? I don't care. They could think I'm a moron. They could think I look silly out here walking in circles. But I got in a good 35 minute walk and I felt fantastic afterwards. And I was like, you know what? Oh, well, who cares? You know, um, yeah, <laughs> if I gave them something to talk about or laugh about, then that's just a bonus. Right. <laughs> right.
1: And then you have to kind of remind yourself sometimes too. Like, well, you might think that they're thinking that they might just look at you and it's just a fleeting thought of like, Oh, she's walking. Yeah. And that's it. You did right. not have changed their day. You didn't affect their way of thinking. Right. For me, that's what I struggle with. I'm like, oh, they're looking at me, whatever. And no, like again, it goes back to the, like, I'm not that important, and I need to put oh, myself so seriously. Like it just,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's something. But I struggle with that. That I mean, I get where you're going with that, but I struggle with the I'm not that important part because I don't, I don't like to tell myself I'm not important. <laughs> that's fair. I get that I'm not that impactful to other people's life, but. I think it's just the word important. Like, I don't like to say that. I like the way
1: that you said that. Like, I'm not it's that like impactful can't handle it. <laughs> life. I think that impactful is probably a better word. And I, you know, I have a history with like not being the nicest to myself. So like, <laughs> I'm not that important. Could be, you know, just like yeah. leftover crumbs from just learning to, to not talk so negatively, negatively to myself. But I, I do like impactful more. Cause I think that it's, really I'm thinking that I'm impacting somebody else's day or that like me being around somebody's like a nuisance. And it's not, it's not that impactful. And I really do think that that wording is better.
0: Yeah. I, you know, me, I'm really weird. And I've really spent a lot of time the last couple of years, like focusing on words and identifying those words that like Mm -hmm. trigger me. Cause you know, like we've wiped out the word should at our house, like The kids know we're not allowed to say should, and it's really funny because they'll catch each other and they'd be like, "He said should," you know. Um, So it's (laughs) it's really funny, but yeah. So I mean, it's just kind of a play on words that we do. But um, I think that was maybe our resolution last year was to take to not say the word should anymore, if I remember right. I think it was. Yeah.
1: Can I ask why y'all stopped saying should? Was there like a moment that happened Um, where you're like, "No more"?
0: Well, yes, actually. (laughs) So I. I think I bought new chairs, right? For the front room at our house. Mm -hmm. And my mom had come over one day and I was like, Oh, look at these new chairs we bought. And she's like, Oh, those are really nice. You should have, you should move them over here. And I was in it. Like I responded Mm. to that. I reacted and I was like, Why am I reacting to that? And I was like, how dare she come over here and like tell me where I should put my new chairs? You know, and then I was. I, her intentions weren't to be rude. She wasn't trying right. to tell me what to do or anything like that. But I reacted to the word should. And so it was kind of a light bulb moment for me. It was really stupid. But I recognized in myself that I don't like to be told what to do or what somebody thinks I should do or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And and so I just kind of started like snowballing from there and realized that the word should really just creates a lot of expectations. And There's really no need for it. Right. Like she could have very easily said, oh, I think those chairs would look really good on this wall and it would have been a totally different experience. Right. And so I we have found that we can remove should from our vocabulary without really any issues whatsoever there's maybe one or two times where we've come up and we're like, oh, we can't really replace the word should in this sentence. Um, but every other time we've been able to take it out and it totally changed, changes the meaning of the conversation and the direction. And we, I mean, we've really liked it. So that was our re- resolution to just wipe out the word and not use it. And it's it's been great. I, it really helps me because. I mean, obviously I was the one reacting to it, but I think it's also helped the kids because whenever they want something, they're like, oh, we should get this. Oh, mom, you should buy this for me. Or, hey, you know, hey, mom, we should. And it's like, no, we don't have an expectation, right? That we have to buy this or we have to get that. And so it makes them reframe it and think about it differently. Like, oh, I just want this. It's not that we have to have this or we need this. You know, like should can sometimes...
1: It almost no. is like a manipulation word where you can yeah. like you should do this. But it's like you're not really saying it's it feels passive aggressive in some sentences. Like right. I'm thinking of my sister telling you know, I redecorated my room and I had one of my sisters tell me that I should move something. And I remember very distinctly getting angry and I reacted like you did. Yeah. And I saw her I didn't ask for your opinion. And I didn't want feedback. I was just pointing out that I redecorated my room. And that, I mean, there was like a knockdown, drag out fight over that. And it lasted 15 minutes, as sister fights do in my household. But this should really did trigger me. So I get where you're coming from with that. I'm like, I wasn't asking. I just wanted you to... I guess in that moment, I just wanted you to go, oh, that's really awesome. I like that and not
0: have any more commentary
1: on it. Like that was my expectation. Or ask,
0: you can ask a question like, oh, did you think about moving those there? Or did you, you know, whatever. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like the word should just puts out that expectations. And like you said, it can be passive aggressive Mm -hmm. and I just don't like it. So we have removed it. (laughs) I love that. Like I said, there's a few examples where sometimes we're like, there really is no other word we really need to Mm -hmm. use should, but it's been very very few and like almost minuscule right like that the word actually fits and can't be replaced with something else so yeah and i really like the impact of cuz our kids would say it all the time oh we should do this you should you should buy me this we should get this and I, it used to drive me crazy and, until i figured out why you know and then i helped them instead of saying we should right cuz now that sets the expectation that you almost have to have it or you really need it or there's something wrong with us if we don't buy this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, oh, hey, I really want this new toy versus we should have it. I need it. Right. I have, I have to have it. Why aren't you buying this for me? Mm-hmm. You know? So I think
1: that leads to a better conversation if somebody's saying, I really want this new toy. And you as the parent are like, well, we just had new toys. It was Christmas. This is not a good time. We need to wait. It gives you more time to explain your no. Cause I think sometimes, and I'm not a parent, so I'm going to just, I'm going to be that asshole that says parenting stuff that (laughs) doesn't have kids. But I think sometimes people are, are like, parents are so quick to say no. And younger kids have a hard time processing that word. They just hear no. They don't understand why they don't have all of the psyche that's going on and justifying why you don't get that toy. And just taking the time to kind of explain it and understand like why they want it and then explaining why they can't have it helps them to process better and understand right. like that rejection in that moment. Cause it is a rejection for them
0: sure and I think it also like tying it back to like our re- our resolution conversation right like and setting ourselves up for failure first constantly mm-hmm. saying we should I should be doing this I should be doing that but you're not then it's it's like setting that expectation again and kind of setting yourself up for failure and disappointment and all of these negative feelings that come around from this right so like when my kids would be like oh well you know we should buy this toy and then we don't then they're like oh well Well, why not? Why now they feel like they're missing something or something's gone, you know, and and there's that disappointment and that frustration. And so it's really just opened up that opportunity, like you said, to kind of change the dialogue a little bit and look at it from a different perspective or a different lens. Um, And that's been really helpful. And mommy doesn't get mad. So (laughs) Uh, (laughs) win win, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's always a plus. So you were, you know, your family's well versed in like taking a word and kind of, I don't want to say shifting focus to should, because that's not really, but y'all did pay attention more. So like with Meraki, you know, if if it's a word that you're going to take on and make it your word of the year, and then you bring it into your family, y'all have had a year of practice of taking a word yeah. and highlighting it in your family. And, you know, you can take it out or you can highlight it and add it in. That's a really cool opportunity.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I I'm trying. Sports, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Moroccan so, sports is huge. Right. I know. Yeah. So we're going to try. I'll see. I'll keep y'all posted on how well that works out. Like we removed a word. Now, what can we do when we add a word in there? So yeah. we'll see. We kind of had this conversation. So we do um, a tradition every year. So we have a memory jar that we keep on the kitchen counter. Mm. And you know, me, and the sticky note queen. So whenever anything good happens, or we've had a good day, or we've accomplished something, we'll write it down on a sticky note, we'll stick it in the memory jar. And then at the end of the year, we go back and look at all of the good memories from the year that just passed. Right. And so we did that Mm -hmm. this year and then I took it a step further and I said, okay, so let's, let's kind of set our intentions, right? Like set the tone for 2021. What is something that, you know, you want to accomplish? What's something that you want to learn? Like we kind of asked these questions of the kids. And so we kind of had that conversation and tried to kind of, shift the tone a little bit of other than just remembering last year, but then now like kind of setting the stage and giving this year some purpose and some meaning, um, and giving them, you know, something to, to work towards. Right. Like, so like Uh my youngest son, which was really surprising. He was like, I want to learn Spanish. I mean, he's seven. So I'm like, okay, we can, we can work on that. You know, we had an app that we started last year, he and I, and we kind of started working on a little bit of Spanish through this app. And so I was like, we can pick that back up and like do that. We were doing like five minutes a day and, you know, it was just some time that he and I had together. And I was like, okay, since that was important to you, like, let's bring that back. And then my other one, you know, had some other things. So it's it just, I feel like it gives them something to not necessarily work to improve themselves, but give them something to kind of focus on that mm-hmm. they would be proud of themselves for. Um, and I guess it's similar to the resolution type thing, but I'm hoping that it will just kind of give them um, some purpose or some meaning, you know, something to, to work towards this year versus just kind of sticking with the same routines and habits.
1: Yeah. So I, I can understand that because, uh, and I'm still, I'm still grappling with this because I know that I would really probably enjoy running if I could just get into it. <laughs> it's that first like run that's really holding me back. Um, and for the longest time it was like, I'm going to run a 5k, I'm going to do this. And there was just like a very defining end point. And I was like, I probably need to change that and just say like, I want to become a runner. Like, don't put it like specific timeline on it. Don't put a specific mileage on it or how fast I need to go. Like, I just want to become a runner. I just want to go outside and run. And if it feels good to me, then I'm going to do it. And I think that that's kind of a good way in my head, you know, like for your youngest son, if he's like, I, I want to learn Spanish, then he just wants to become a Spanish speaker. Like that's a cool way to kind of say it. And you're yeah. owning that action without being like, well, I have to be the best at it. Cause I think sometimes yeah. it- really hard when you're like I'm not doing as good as I think I should I'm not as far along right like you're trying and that's awesome you said should
0: (laughs) 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 thank you yeah um, no, but yeah, and I'm hoping that like this will open up the conversation for us. So, like, if mm-hmm. let's just we'll stick with the Spanish speaking as the example, right? Like, so if this is his goal and this is something he wants to work towards this year, okay, well, then let's try the app, you know, let's get a few words in and then let's see how we can, as the year goes on, like, how can we push that further? We know some Spanish speaking people, maybe we can reach out to them and see if they might be willing to have some conversations with him or, you know, things like that. So, I, I my goal, I think, for this is to, for for me to help them um, have some practice at setting a goal and then finding ways to reach that goal and then adjusting it throughout the year and realizing that it's nothing happens overnight and that you can spend some time with it. And you know then once we get it, let's celebrate, right? Or once we hit a milestone, right? Like maybe it is a big goal, like learning to speak Spanish when none of us really are fluent in Spanish, maybe a lofty goal for us. We don't know yet, (laughs) but if we can learn some words or we can hit Mm -hmm. some smaller steps and some milestones, we like, we can celebrate it on the, along the way and kind of keep that momentum going and just kind of make it fun versus like this challenge that's daunting and feels like, you know, too big or out of reach or whatever.
1: Yeah. You're celebrating the journey and yeah. That I think is really beautiful. And I think a lot of people forget to do that. I forget to do that.
0: Oh, me too. I don't
1: feel like I'm worthy of the celebration until I've achieved it. And there's a lot more to be learned on the journey. And I think the journey is more enjoyable than reaching the end goal, at least in the things that I've done. I've really enjoyed the journey more than I have the finished product. It kind of feels like, well, what now? But the journey is always so Oh, beautiful. absolutely.
0: And I agree with you. It took me a long time to really to really learn that. I mean, I think, I think I thought I was doing that and enjoying the journey until I would reach the goal. And like you, I was left with, okay, well, what's next now? What do I do? What's, what's my next goal? What am I working towards next? Um, And that's, I think when I realized you're not really enjoying the journey, (laughs) you're Mm -hmm. like, you're creating that habit, right? Like I'll be happy when, or things will be good when I reach this goal or set this limit. Um, And I think as we get older, I don't know if it's just life experience or maturity or whatever, but I think we start to see that a little bit more that it's not always about reaching the next goal, but about just your life getting there. And it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before about slowing down. Mm -hmm. Right. So like one of the songs that I have picked up is the, um, the Alabama song. Um, I'm in a hurry and I don't know why all I got to do is, live and die or something like that I'm gonna have to go look it up no oh my gosh I keep seeing all these old songs I don't know if it's just because I'm older than you because this one is kind of old it's like probably from when I was like a little bitty kid but anyway it's to me it was kind of like a mantra for me to like a reminder like just slow down like in the big grand scheme of things all you have to do is live and die right like the rest of it is just your journey, right? And just enjoy right. it. So that's kind of what I start telling myself. And that's kind of what I picked up over this last year is just reminding myself to slow down and it's okay if you don't make 42 steps towards your ultimate goal today. (laughs) Like, you know, like take a step back, like what was important for you to get done today? And did you achieve those? Then yes, then pat yourself on the back and celebrate that, you know, and trying to teach my kids the same thing, right? Like their, their job right now is school and getting good grades and doing that sort of thing. But if you fail a test or do bad today, that doesn't mean that like, you're not going to reach your ultimate goal or that everything has fallen apart and things now suck. Like it's a bad day and we move on and tomorrow's even better. And if tomorrow's better then we celebrate that, like, look, Hey, we survived today, even though yesterday sucked, you know, and we pump them up and kind of try to, you know, see that this is a journey and you have to kind of take the good with the bad and celebrate when you can and really just enjoy it, embrace it.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, from like my background and college and all that, like you're just te- you're really teaching resiliency. And oh that's yeah. Like the definition of resiliency is being able to pick yourself back up and move on and not letting oh you yeah setback or failure. That's just such a good throughout your whole life. So I I love that. I think
0: I know that's really important. So when you say that, you know, I have this like weird obsession now with Matthew McConaughey. Um, (laughs) I do. Yeah. So, but that was one of the things he mentioned in an interview was how he's a very resilient person. And he kind of attributes that to his childhood to where it was because there's, you know, it sounded like it was pretty rocky. Uh, I think there was a lot of like violence in his household and things like that. And like the next day, like they could all be fighting tooth or nail, everybody be mad at each other the night before drinking, whatever. And then the next morning, everybody picks up like nothing ever happened and they just keep going. And for him, that was like his pattern. And so he says that that's now made him, you know, resilient. And so he can have a really bad day or be told some really bad shitty news. And then the next day, it's like, okay, that's locked down, move on and let's keep moving forward, you know? I, but and I loved how he took such maybe kind of a, a negative and what we might call from the outside looking in is a pretty unstable environment, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. kind of turn it into something that's positive and has kind of helped him, you know, kind of succeed in life because it did develop resiliency for him, you know? So I'm sure it's not all roses and sunshine. I'm sure there are still some hiccups that get in the way, but you know, if you can keep moving forward, I think you keep moving forward and that's, what's important.
1: Yeah. Keep moving forward with Meraki. I think just yeah. putting your soul and your love into everything you do, even if it's not perfect, if you're giving it what you can give it in that moment, that's awesome. And that's always something to be celebrated and really be proud of because yeah. there are a lot of people that can't or won't do that. Absolutely.
0: Um, and now amazing. I just really want to hear Matthew McConaughey say Meraki and Ooh, then I think yeah. that would be the icing on the cake. <laughs> do
1: you think we can DM him and get him to do that for us? Just, I mean,
0: <laughs> he is a Texas boy, so there is that Texas connection. Maybe he would want to hook us up, but if you're listening out there, Matthew, we would really <laughs> dig that. Oh my goodness. I think if
1: um, Matthew McConaughey messaged us saying Meraki, then we we've just achieved everything no more podcasts <laughs> after that like we're done
0: yeah no no we're resilient we're gonna keep going but I don't know what the next big goal would be after that that would either. be that would be pretty sweet
1: we'd have to record a podcast on George Clooney's yacht because I want to talk to him oh, all that's yeah. the real
0: <laughs> that would be a good one yeah because I have some questions for George too like mm-hmm. you know over nice espresso. <laughs> well I don't drink coffee but I could do, you know, a margarita or something for yeah. sure.
1: There you go. We're on we a yacht. A Let's do the margarita. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, why not? Go oh, big, right?
1: Goodness. We are too funny sometimes. <laughs> our our lofty dreams. Those are some of those things that um, y'all will get to know about Crystal and I as we continue to go on with the podcast. We love to – a fangirl is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey is one of Crystal's, like –
0: Oh yeah. I think he's He's on her mind a lot. (laughs) I think he's my spirit animal.
1: Yes. And I just love all celebrities. I haven't, I have an issue with that. I think one day we're going to have to deep dive into celebrities and kind of what we think about that. Cause I know we have some good thoughts around fame and how we think it impacts people. So I can't, wait to have that conversation that one like we how, might have to have a glass of wine for yeah
0: I like how you put a really positive spin on that they have some really good thoughts about it I don't know if all of my thoughts are good because you know what I think about Miley Cyrus and some of her choices but you know I do have some interesting thoughts yeah,
1: well, I don't I don't think any thoughts are necessarily bad they might not always be something that we agree on but they are yours and you own them and that's true you I do solid reasoning behind them. So we can't, we can't be angry at you for that. Um, but definitely, so we would love to hear what, you know, y'all are thinking about for y'all's new year's resolutions or intentions. If y'all have words of the year that y'all do too. And, you know, as we move forward, we would love for you to keep interacting with us and just keep showing up with us. Um, we really enjoy doing these. It, it really is a fulfilling moment for us and, We hope that y'all continue to come on and listen and just be intentionally human with us.
0: Absolutely. And if you guys want to know, like when the newest podcast drops, like make sure you go on to our social media and like it. So you get those updates there. You can also go on to wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it's, you know, Spotify or whatever, and like us on there. So that way, if you have your notifications turned on, as soon as it's released, you'll get that notification to go play it. So check us out and let us know what you think for sure. Absolutely. Thanks for joining y'all. All right, we'll talk to y'all next week.